0: Welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. My name is Bashar and I'm joined by my co-host Matt. How are you guys doing today? Well, I mean, I'm pumped. I'm excited to be with you on this
1: inaugural edition of the Radiant Black Podcast. I can't wait to sit shotgun and just uh, check
0: out these first two issues. I've been really excited about Radiant uh, Black. I just, once I read that first issue, I knew it was going to be something special and I'm really excited to be here today to talk about the first two issues.
1: Yeah, reading it was a lot like finding that black hole out there on the train tracks. You don't know what the hell it is, but uh, the closer you get, the better it is. And it's been awesome. The writing has been pretty tight so far and the artwork has been just as good.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm really excited by this team. I've uh, read some of Kyle Higgins work before uh, from Nightwing and I've, I've never seen anything from Marcel Acosta, but I got to say that his artwork has been a delight on this so far.
1: Yeah, it's been clean. Uh, I've really appreciated, it. and uh, the the uh, cover A by Michael Cho is really nice. But the cover for the second issue is instantly iconic. The
0: you know the full spread snapping is just oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, I just ended up getting all the covers. I even got the uh, the convention foil cover. I just really dug this series and went all out. Big fan. I just I love the uh, design of Radiant Black. I just think. The first thing it reminded me of was Invincible. And I know that this uh, comic book was solicited as you know, attractive or, you know, potentially good for fans of Invincible, but it really has that iconic feel to it. Yeah, there's
1: uh, definitely Invincible vibes going on, like at the video store. It's very similar to the comic book shop in, in good ways. Not that it seems like he's like copying Kirkman in any way. He's making it his own, these cool concepts. I like the no BS storytelling and superhero stories where we're not gonna have to wait for his uh, best friend Marshall there to find out that he's Radiant Black. He was there, like they share the origin story. He was right there living it with him. So I like that kind of stuff where we're getting right into it right away.
0: Yeah, we'll dive all deep into that soon enough. But, you know, one last thing I want to bring up about the costume is that, you know, it reminds me a lot about the, of the Invincible costumes in a way that at the same way you could see that eye in the Invincible costume. I feel like there's this really cool effect with this costume where the the actual radiant black hole creates the image eye too. at least that's the impression I get from it.
1: Looking at it now, yeah, it's pretty sweet. You're right. I, uh, it does look like that. And uh, the the helmet design like, makes me think of the Kalons from the Orville, and uh, I love the Kalons. So anything that makes me think of that is pretty sweet in my books.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm just, you know, Kyle Higgins, I haven't read his uh, Power Rangers. Rangers run myself, but I know I hear a lot of good things about it, and I'm, I've got to check it out one of these days. Yeah, I mean,
1: if he keeps killing, it, I'm gonna have to start reading some Power Rangers because uh, this guy's uh, he's got something good going for him. I can tell.
0: Oh yeah, and it seems like there's a lot of inspiration being drawn from that in this series. I feel like you know, with a spoiler, spoiler alert, <laughs> Radiant Red.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, I love the all the paint the town red and all the red jokes. You know, better off red. Uh, it, it's cool. I, I like it. It's very much the Carnage to Venom with you.
0: It's more even more you know uh, violent and stuff looking. It's cool. And so let's begin diving into the the first issue. So the title of the first issue is The uh, Not-So-Secret Origin. And, you know, the first page is kind of a uh, a gut puncher.
1: Yeah, uh, many of us know all too well that look of the bank account when you see, you know, you're in the double digits. In your checking, and it's never fun. And then we see that he's also in debt. There, thirty-eight grand in debt is never fun. But the storytelling so good because you know you can almost tell that he's. You can't quite tell he's an Uber driver from it because not everyone has those those, uh, car mounts for your phone. But a lot of people that do tend to be working for Uber or driver in
0: this case. So it's a lot of storytelling in just one panel. Oh yeah, and you know, just like the it just starts out flat like a college rejection letter where it's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Burnett. You know, (laughs) unfortunately, your own application has been denied. And we just look at it, it's minus thirty eight grand. Like that's not a little bit. That's like soul crushing debt. You know,
1: that's a lot of people's annual salary and then some. It's never a good feeling to be that far in the red, in the red at all. But uh, yeah, he's in the red. Then he's going to be facing the red in the next issue. So it's uh, you know, it's not quite <laughs> foreshadowing. If you dig, if you dig deep enough, you can find foreshadowing in anything. But no, it's it's nice
0: you know we begin and we see that he's yeah he's pretty much a driver for this app called driver <laughs> and uh yeah he just uh is he he seems to have his heart been broken Nathan because he's on a phone call with a loan agent and it doesn't seem to be going well
1: yeah no it's not good he's getting rejected and you know it's never a fun feeling and he's got this hope he's saying you know i've got this editor i've got these crime books he's trying to throw out all these possibilities all those all these maybes to hopefully get this loan to get this next step to maybe just keep him afloat in la he doesn't want to have to go you know worst case scenario go back home to illinois as we'll find out you know i think in like two pages from there three pages right after the title so you know he's fighting for his independence basically
0: Yeah. And, you know, he's just trying to explain that to the agent where he's like, I need the loan. But you're, you know, the agents just let him know, like, your debt to income ratio just is really high. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, need a loan if I had a higher income. But they were just like, we're sorry, we can't give you a loan unless you get a higher income. And he's just like, you know, he just doesn't know what to do, so he just starts crying.
1: Yeah, it's it's rough. He's crying and, like, laughing at the same time. It's not, like, maniacal where you're laughing at just how screwed you are. Like, <laughs> I've been there. It's like that Heisenberg laugh when, you know, all the money's gone and you're just, like, laughing at just how screwed your life is. It's it's miserable, but it shows just how bad it is for, for poor Nathan.
0: Yeah, I mean, Higgins is showing us that our hero's, like, at rock bottom pretty much at the start, you know, his uh, career is pretty much in the gutter and he's not sure... Like what to do at this moment. So he's it it feels like the worst is about to happen for him, which is he's going to have to go home and live with his parents
1: yeah which is awkward. I'm, and it's funny you never see this poor guy get into the driver car with him He's like oh, are you okay like i've never gotten in the car with a newer driver who's like uh, visibly distressed but it's <laughs> it's a it's, an, it's a nice little moment or it's like an interesting moment where you see just like how affected he is and then he has to put on the cover and he has to try to do this job and just like put on this facade
0: it just gives you a deeper like understanding of what the circumstances are like you know he needs the money he needs to get the job done and he just needs to put up with it even though he's just had a uh a huge you know soul crushing news uh broken down to him so
1: yeah so yeah we get the cool title screen the logo is really cool looking i love that symbol of the black hole with the uh, dash in the middle it's it's a it's a, it's i'm not going to say it's instantly iconic but you know when you're listening to this podcast 5 years from now i mean it's like
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm personally, I'm a big fan of a lot of the things and, you know, pretty much everything about this comic. I, I, I love the title, uh, yeah, the design of the title logo. I love the cover. I love all the covers. And I just got to say that, yeah, I feel like just in the same way that Invincible, and I know it, we're going to be making these comparisons a lot because, you know, it's just, you know, it just, it's been made in this little set itself. But it reminds me of Invincible where even that title logo just really instantly drew me in. This one draws me in even more because it has the clever artwork with the black black hole hole. that's what it's supposed
1: to do is draw you in
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we were being inevitably sucked into it but you know uh, we see that our hero got sucked into lockport illinois right after the intro page
1: yeah and he's going back home and is there anything more defeating than going back home in your 30s to live with your parents i don't know
0: maybe your 40s or 50s but it's it's
1: not it's not a fun time it's the opposite of a rite of passage
0: oh yeah and you know of course the first thing he's come to uh, see is his mom waiting for him you know giving him hugs and kisses and just excited to see that her boy's back home
1: yeah her, his mom is super consoling and being super nice about it i mean a lot of moms you know this might be you know a stereotype but like they're happy to see their kids come home a lot of times and it's like oh my baby's back you know there's this whole like empty nest thing that whole dynamic but to get the chance to have your kid come back home and live with you i mean that's got to be something special i'm not a parent but i can only imagine
0: Yeah. And, you know, his first his first reaction isn't really to you know deal with that. He's just like, Mom, come on. But instead, he just immediately turns over to his dad and he sees this smirk on his face and he's just like, you're excited I failed. And his dad's just like trying to, you know, basically, you know, go over and he's just like, no, you know, it's a miracle if anyone makes it out there doing that kind of living.
1: Which I think is almost like Hagen speaking too. It's like it's a miracle to be able to do what he does, like to have your own comic book. And I think he he must know that this radiant design, this radiant black design, is is awesome. And he's really got something special here. So it almost is a one in a million to really you know hit something out of the park or get something that anyone loves, let alone you know get a, gets a, a decent following.
0: Yeah, and you know we, this really gives us an insight into like Burnett's character himself, like what Nathan's actually like, what his goals are, what he likes to do, and we see that. You know, he's a writer and he his mom just tells him that she's like, you're a writer, you have your whole life and that's not going to change. So he takes this. I guess she's telling him to take this as an opportunity to work on his writing and maybe try to come up with something special.
1: Yeah, there's a silver lining in this where, I mean, you don't necessarily have to, you know. Uh, you know hunt what you kill or or, uh, you know you don't have to necessarily go out there and uh, earn a living to stay afloat I mean it's still obviously good to have income but you don't have to worry about survival now you can actually have a little bit of comfort and focus on making your dream come true
0: yeah, you know, it's a very sweet, kind words, just the thing he probably needed to hear at that moment. And then right after, we're greeted by one of my favorite characters of the series, uh, his best friend, presumably Marshall.
1: Yeah, I assume it's his best friend. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's very uh, quirky, uh, dare I say douchey a little bit, but in a fun way that uh, kind of brings some energy to the dynamic. And uh, Marshall's a fun guy. I like, his, uh, I like his job, too. He's chill.
0: Yeah, I mean, he kind of reminds me of William Clockwell, except I like Marshall a little bit more i'm not sure maybe it's just because he's cocky and confident but uh, there's just something about him
1: yeah he reminds me more of comic book william than tv show william but he's uh, he's funny he uh he's a master at busting balls because you really get some shots in here when they're drinking and when they're doing this and even right here when we're first introduced to him and uh, we know that he likes to mix up his metaphors all the time which is something i've been guilty of
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's the first thing he says when he greets the family is fresh off conquering all the white whales. <laughs> Nathan's not really sure what the, you know, make of that.
1: Yeah, the great white hope. So he does like the double, you know, mesh thing white but little does he know he's gonna be radiant black so it's uh, you know it's a red herring if we're gonna mention a third color in this metaphor so i can throw some <laughs> metaphors in here too yeah
0: but uh, yeah we see you know a really uh, friendly exchange and uh, just marshall asking him why he didn't announce that he was coming back and he's just like you know he lets him know that it wasn't really planned and he's just like that's the best kind of plan dude
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we'll see there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen this issue that wasn't really planned including a run-in with the police and the uh, black hole so It's uh, it's it's a nice little introduction to Marshall and just the way he's saying like, oh, Mr. Mrs. Burnett, do I have permission to take your son out? Like, it's all really humiliating enough to be moving back in with your parents because uh, not by choice, not to help them, but because you need help. But to be at him asking them for permission is just humiliating. It's just brutal. And you can see how, you know, how how much uh, Nathan appreciates it
0: in his face. Yeah. So the boys make some plans to head out and we cut to the page, you know, they're at the bar and he just lets him know how much debt he's in. And he's just like, are you shitting me? But, you know, this is one of my favorite pages and one of my favorite panels in the comic book for specific reasons. And we're going to get into that right now. And the first reason is if you look into the uh, screens over there, are they, you know, frames? I think they're screens behind... Uh, Marshall on the walls, you could see the savage dragon. And, you know, I love this for two reasons. First of all, obviously, because it's the savage dragon. And then the second reason is because this just reminds me of Invincible even more, you know, reminding me of the first issue and many other issues where we see cameo appearances of the savage dragon, whether he's in the background, you know, you know, later on, he appears fully in issues. And I just, you know, I just love it.
1: Yeah, I'm in those vibes too. There's a lot of references that I didn't notice in the second issue as well that I didn't catch the first time around. So it's it's cool. I'll, I'll bring it up when we come to it. But uh, if I forget, there is like a cool alien poster there in the background of uh, of the shop where, where Marshall works. I love these little references because I, I think it, it gives justice to the artists who sometimes people might just like read the dialogue, glance at the art. But this really makes you like look specifically for you know, what's going on? Am I missing something? You've got to, you know, pay attention. It rewards people for, for paying attention to every, every inch of the, the uh, page.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I got to give credit to Marcelo Costa with the artwork. It's really fantastic. You know, each page really sets the tone. I really feel the environments are drawn in you know, a very clean and, you know, I just enjoy it. I think. You know, I could definitely I feel the tonal shift between the uh, introduction at the house to them just hanging out at the bar And I just I, I'm really a big fan of the artwork in this series
1: Yeah, no, I agree and especially once we get to the uh, the suit and like the power stuff I think that stuff looks really cool, too. I, I'm really really digging it
0: So we get the friends catching up, you know, he just Marshall's in disbelief at how much debt, you know uh, Nathan's accumulated and Nathan's just trying to give him, you know, he's trying to make himself sound more sympathetic, just telling him about his stories and how he just hasn't been doing well. He hasn't been uh, able to get his shit together.
1: Yeah, it's uh, he's definitely down on his luck. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's definitely down on his <laughs> luck. And Marshall's not really helping. He he is, uh, you know, he's kind of giving it to him when you don't really need these kind of jokes. They're fun once in a while, but the kind of stuff he's saying is just like, oh, I'm sorry, but which one of us just moved back home because they failed as a writer? Like, <laughs> you don't need these kind of shots, like, in the same home. Uh, uh, uh,
0: definitely, but, it, you know, at the same time, I think some of his comments are, uh, you know, they're just balancing the uh, the situation at hand, showing, you know, another perspective, for example, when he's just, like, asking Nathan if his parents are going to help him with the situation, and he's just like, oh, they don't know, and he's just like, they don't have that kind of money Besides, have you seen have you met my dad? He gets offended when a beer costs twelve dollars. And, you know, Marshall's just like, if you pay twelve dollars for a beer, you deserve to be in crippling debt. And you know, in that moment I can't help like, agree with Marshall. You know, that's a lot for a beer. <laughs> twelve dollars Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why I sneak beers in <laughs> when I go to see shows sometimes. It's like, sorry, that's highway robbery. Even worse than what's happening on the train tracks and what's going on there. Like this
0: is this is not... It, oh, no. those, not cool. those must be some radiant beers or something. Yeah. There's no way I'm paying 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but, so, you know, yeah, they just keep making more comparisons, you know. And, you know, he just tells Marshall that he wanted to go become the next Raymond Chandler. But, you know, instead he ended up, you know, dealing with interest rates. And, he, you know, Marshall's just like, I'm pretty sure Raymond Chandler died broken drunk. So, you know, you're well on your way. And he just keeps dropping the, the bomb after bomb, not giving his brandy know a second no
1: no i and i love the transition when uh, when Marshall marshland i meant what i said at the house the, this place does get a bad rap it's not like it, it was when, it, when we were back in high school honestly i think you're gonna love it here and then the next page he goes it's so awful man you don't you don't even know what it's like seeing all these people that don't ever do anything cool <laughs> like you yeah. see the, yeah you see the truth you see the truth come out once he's got some booze into him it's it's a nice touch
0: yeah, you know, one other thing I want to point out, uh, and I, you know, a little touch that I loved, whether it was from Higgins or Costa or both of them, I just thought this was a brilliant idea. But if you look at the background in these panels, there's a panel where they're both sitting and there's a window which shows the outside and you could see like a comet or some sort of, you know, something in, in space just moving really fast. And, you know, I, perhaps that's the radiant black, the, the black hole itself. You know, hmm. transporting itself to to uh nathan or to wherever they might encounter it later spoiler alert i guess but you know and uh yeah i just thought that was a really cool touch i thought that was awesome i ca- i didn't catch that in my first read through but i you know i reread it a few times and i noticed that later on and i just loved it
1: yeah that's awesome uh, that's a good catch i uh, i really like that and uh i like the lettering becca carrie did a good job with uh, showing the drunk text when it's a little wavier when uh, marshall is blathering on it's, it's, it's a little things
0: really just well done and, you know, we get to the uh, scene outside the bar where, you know, Nathan's helping a drunken marshal, you know, get back up on his feet. And, you know, th- there's he's just completely changed his mood on Lockport. He's just telling him, oh, it's awful. But now we're just going to get to hang out together and do all the fun stuff and write together and I'll help you with your book. And Nathan's just like, all right, all right. But then they notice something really weird in the sky and it looks like a black hole.
1: Yeah, they see this like floating hovering black hole and uh, they approach it and uh, and Marshall uh, notices that it's the same from all sides that they look at it, which is convenient for an artist's point of view, but it also adds, you know, a nice little uh, supernatural element to this already, you know, far out concept of the black hole.
0: Yeah, you know, I just thought I just thought that was a really cool way for them, you know, with the panels to show Marshall seeing it from all angles. I thought that was funny. And, uh, you know, I was just really excited for this page because we know what was going to happen. We're going to get the inevitable power up. And it was just really cool. I love these panels by Marcel Costa. They're so dynamic, like watching him reach for the black hole, watching the whole power activate. It felt like a Power Rangers esque kind of scene. And I love it. I'm all for it. And then. We get my favorite page of the entire uh, first issue, and uh, which is also, you know, uh, part of the image I used for our display picture because I loved it so much. But we get the first appearance of uh, Nathan in the radiant black costume, and he just looks amazing. I just, I love this costume so much. I think it's instantly iconic. I get the. Uh, The same feels i got when i you know i saw mark grayson for the first time wearing the invincible costume the true invincible costume i felt the same way except you know i like this even more because you know while i i I, don't get it wrong i love invincible and i think he has an amazing costume Uh, invincible was a lot like superman or like more of an earthbound hero who later became Mm -hmm. more like you know the series became more like science fiction I feel like this is, like, a truly, like, cosmic-looking hero, you know? It just gives me some, like, Silver Surfer kind of vibes, but more Maudine with the Power Rangers, and I I just love it. And the space is coming to you. He has no connection. He has no, you know,
1: no uh, genealogy that stretches out um, amongst the cosmos. It's just a normal guy, presumably, as far as we know right now. We don't know if he's got any ties to, you know, intergalactic uh, species, but... This is just a normal guy who's hit with and is fused with something from another world, which is a nice touch. It's kind of like Blue Beetle vibes, except this is way nicer than the Scarab, and they seem to be way more uh, cooperative with each other, I'll say.
0: Yeah, no, t- totally. And, you know, I just there's, I just honestly love everything about this costume. I'm going to reiterate what I said at the start about the image, the what I believe is like a homage the image logo or at least just looks cool with the you know the little eye the black hole that looks awesome i love the helmet i think the helmet is so sweet i, I think everything about it's sweet but i think that helmet really stuck out to me the way the the face looks while he's wearing the helmet the way the eyes glow i think it looks super cool super cosmic to it, you know
1: yeah it's like the uh, helmet from halo 3 but it's not like big enough it'll give people like extra <laughs> chances of headshots and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Even on this page that you're talking about, where we first see him fully decked out in the suit, like, there's no mouth, so it's like half your expression is kind of gone, but just in the eyes and the body language, you can tell he's shocked, like, oh, what the hell is this? So they do a good job of that
0: oh yeah there's so much expression going on in the eyes alone and it's incredible and we get to the next page and you know one thing i really appreciate about this comic book which is also oh my god we're gonna say it again we are similar to invincible in some ways is that it really feels even though it's a cosmic series you know it's series about a cosmic superpowers you know coming to a, a human whatever and we don't know where this is going yet right this is just the first issue i feel like the reaction of marshall in the situation is really like you know it's realistic it's just like holy shit you know it's just mind blown <laughs> yeah and, and you know you know i can see them recreating this now 10 years from now when they make the
1: tv show and it'll have a super futuristic magic phone where you can probably just like spawn a whole holographic mirror but for now he just has to do like facetime and reflect it which is cool and it's like dude what the hell is this and it's it's a reaction you know you're i mean you're a drinking this is a good drinking story i'm telling you that much
0: yeah i know and you know the funniest thing is marshall's reaction after you know just you know holy shit is just the first thing he does his show nathan what he looks like and he just taps his head and i just love that i thought that was so wholesome he's just like he's just like tap 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 and i thought that was hilarious
1: yeah and not just that but the, the writing is really tight so far the book it has good characters great writing and not just that but puke based storytelling which is what i always look for in my <laughs> books so w- as he throws up we see that like hey this has a mouth and opens up so there's a purpose the puking tells the story so well done colleague and so i really appreciate those touches I don't know, that
0: just took me back to a scenes from Rick and Morty. I don't know why. Just, that's the kind of vibe he gave me. But yeah, I love that. I love that paddle. It's just it's, it's such a good series so far. But yeah, it was interesting to see that the uh, whole, like, just turned out like a mouthpiece for him to, you know, excrete the vomit, I guess.
1: Yeah, because we know, uh, you know, as we read in a couple issues and even later on, that it reacts to his thoughts. So he's thinking, oh, God, I'm going to puke. So, you know, obviously the thing is like, all right, give him, we need to give him a mouth or, or this is going to get real messy real fast. So, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah and you know the next thing we see is uh a bunch of cops show up it's just two cops show up and you know they're wondering everything's okay and uh you know marshall just lets them know that yeah you know his friends just trying to prevent a hangover and their first question obviously is is he in costume
1: yeah is he in a costume because you know these guys have probably dealt with some weird cases but this is a little weird and it looks pretty far out and you know foreshadowing for next issue have they seen the red the red suited person yet because they might think this is a real threat like oh shit another one you don't know what to deal with you're expecting probably get attacked based on what the uh you know the red suited person did in the other issue or uh you know in chicago so who knows what these guys are thinking right now
0: okay since we're we're, since we already brought up the radiant red and we spoiled that and yeah i think at this point they do know about radiant red because for reasons we'll revisit later yeah moving on from that you know the first question is like what, what are you guys doing on the tracks like and (laughs) marshall like a smart ass and now we're getting we're starting to get a a better sense of what kind of character he is i mean we already knew he was a smart ass before but you know it's a different situation when you're talking to cops on a train rail and he's just like we're first amendment auditors holding his ground firm you know yeah no he
1: has no chill with these with these cops and he's really pushing it he's really he's not improving their their chances of these cops not getting pissed off with them really he's not helping too much
0: Oh no, and he just he just says, you know, the right to free speech and peaceful assembly. We're peacefully assembling here, and you guys are infringing. And Nick just lets him know, our Mills, sorry, just lets him know that you're on private tracks. And then he's like, the railroad should kick us off. Uh, at this moment, Nathan notices that the train is approaching rapidly, and he's a bit worried. So he, you know, he he calls on Marshall, but halfway through, Marshall yells at him not to use his name. yeah no kidding you don't need this but it's not going to do much good anyways because you know we know what's
1: going to happen in issue two but it's uh it's it's uh it's not helping you're giving away the identity as the train's coming so you know radiant black's gonna have to do something and he does as he uh actually doesn't even have a name yet so it is just marshall doing it that is with testing out his new powers with uh Seems like he's got some anti-gravity abilities as he dives and knocks Marshall out of the way. But uh, the cops are hovering with some weird blue energy and the train is as well as we see on that following page.
0: Yeah, you know, he's a little bit overwhelmed. He doesn't know what to do. The cops are panicking. So he just reacts with his thinking, you know, he pushes Marshall out of the way and kind of thinks. And he just freezes the cops in midair. We get a really cool splash page awesome artwork everything is kind of just frozen mid air it kind of seems like some sort of something with gravity happened and you know this is another thing i like about this first issue is that so much happens but like not much is explained so there's so much more for us to dive into later on like we don't even know what kind of powers are here at play like yeah we know that nathan thought of something and then that thought manifested into some sort of power but we really don't know what exactly happened so that's something i'm personally looking forward to discovering more about and
1: even though he has the suit we still see that he's heroic because he doesn't know the extent of his powers if he even has powers it could just be a new cool look to you know wear are clubbing but he does leap and go and save you know he ch- sacrificed himself to save marshall almost well you know maybe not sacrifice himself because he's flying with it but you can see he has the heroic tendencies even though he doesn't quite know what his capabilities are
0: yeah, and you know, one thing I gotta give credit to Marcella Costa for is, I really like the the glowing effects when you know, Nathan uses his powers. It kind of reminds me of Kirby Crackle. You know, I like seeing it. It really gives it a very cosmic feel, and it, it really adds to the uh, to the awesomeness of the book. I just I, I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, the uh, the coloring is like the the colors really pop in this. Like they do a really good job. Yeah,
0: and it really really does remind you. You know, it really adds to the. The name meridian black i really just feel because he is glowing
1: does marcelo costa color do the colors too because just artist. is artist does he anything, anything but color
0: yeah i believe i believe he does he does the coloring as well as the uh artwork because looking up his uh, pro- uh profile earlier i i re- i saw that he's uh, colored books like mighty Morphin power rangers and firefly okay. for boom studios yeah so and hidden society for dark horse and self-made for image comics So, uh, I, I'm honestly, I think he's doing a fantastic job and i I just, I can't wait to see where it uh, goes moving forward.
1: Yeah. I know we're going cosmic at some point. So it'd be really cool to see what he can do in space and with colors that don't have to be based on, you know, earth stuff where he can just really do whatever color palette that he wants.
0: Oh yeah. And I'm just, I I just really enjoyed this uh, first issue. And we're, you know, moving on, we saw that uh, Marshall's freaking out right now. He's just like, what did you do, Nathan? And he's just like, I don't know. I reacted, man. And the cops are still suspended in midair at this point. So they're just like, could you like, please put us down? And, And Marshall's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't do that yet and they're just like what and marshall turns around and i'm just like freaking out because i'm starting to get a sense of character of this kid and i love him i just think he's hilarious and he's just like are you going to arrest us and the cops are like what and he's like are you going to arrest us because if you promise not to arrest us we'll let you down and (laughs) officer mills just immediately protests, and he's like that's extorting an officer and then uh officer josh is just like okay and then we see Mills just going like, Josh, what? And he's like, what did they do? How do you even write this up? I'm not equipped for heights, man. And I just thought that was one of the best moments of the comic as well. I really enjoyed that. That's funny. It, it, yeah, Officer Peters and his first name is Josh. I actually know a
1: Josh Peters, which, I just, which is kind of funny. But yeah, that's I, I like that whole thing. And like kind of like Harry Osborn vibes, but he, but he doesn't even need the freaking uh, Green Goblin serum because he's really just already a little he's got a little sinister tendencies there like let's just freaking like let's let's negotiate here with these powers that he like god i hope this guy doesn't get powers because marshall could be uh doing some bad stuff if this is what he thinks just when his buddy got powers that night and he's still drunk and he thinks of this stuff
0: yeah like i'm i'm not saying like there's reasons to be suspicious maybe i'm reading too much into it but like marshall seems surprisingly chill for someone who's just seen his best friend do a bunch of crazy shit you know what i'm saying he's just bored in town and he and we know that he loves movies
1: and stuff like that so i i don't know maybe he's some wild stuff so maybe you know he's, he's immune to that kind of stuff but i really like this whole sequence and i love what uh, officer peter says when he's like uh, what how do you how do you even write this stuff up i'm not i'm not i'm not equipped for heights man and then uh, later on uh, they're saying like you're not going to write this up or whatever or earlier and he's like you're not going to write this up i don't even know what i would say or whatever <laughs> because it's true it would just get even worse you, people think you're crazy to
0: even report this story Yeah, and, you know, so they just end up flying away. He puts down the cops. They end up flying away. And it happens, you know, slowly. And and Marshall just lets him know that's the craziest shit he's ever seen. And, you know, he's just like, I know there was some weird stuff, but I didn't think, you know, there'd be anything like that. A black hole costume that gave you superpowers and let you fly. You know, Nathan's still freaking out about the whole thing. And he's just like, how did you lift the train? And he's just like, I just thought about it. And he's like, what are you doing? And at this point, we see Nathan trying to take off the helmet i guess i i don't really know the helmet at this and uh he notices that there's no latches and marshall's like yeah and so he's like he starts to panic you know he starts to get a little bit claustrophobic but uh marshall reassures him and he just tells him to breathe take it slow and you know just to think it through like think about it like he did earlier and nathan manages to take down the helmet and it's super cool super like awesome way to show off the powers of the costume really again awesome artwork by costa and really yeah it's just some cool like power ranger stuff to be honest yeah and what
1: got me thinking is like how much like what's the limit of how much he can lift with his you know he can lift trains already without even knowing the full extent of his power so are we going to get to see people throwing asteroids at each other in space i mean you can only imagine the sky's the limit at this point
0: oh yeah i, I, I don't even, like i'm so excited for the possibilities moving forward you know we're just getting started here and it's already so much is happening but uh yeah like the boys decide together to uh you know work on figuring out what's his powers nathan's powers and you know marshall's like i'm gonna help you figure out these powers who else can you do it with in this town but you know we notice and i I like this about nathan's character that nathan's still upset because he's just like dude you know threatening cops and almost getting us killed on that track on those tracks that's not cool you know what i mean and that's what i mean like he was surprisingly calm in that situation like what if his friend has what if nathan hadn't figured out you know his powers by by that second what if he didn't impulsively think it would have been really bad situation so i don't know maybe there's more into this or maybe i'm just looking too far into it
1: you never know i i like how i mean the dialogue's been great where he's got a lot of self-doubt where he's saying like look maybe wasn't, wasn't ready or was too afraid to find out that I wasn't good enough at the one thing I wanted to do my whole life. Like he thought that his one chance at you know, doing what he wanted to do or doing something of meaning, quote unquote, was being a writer. And he thought that he failed at his dream and that like, you know, it's just really, really good writing. And, you know, it, it, it hits you home because like, I, you know, I can totally relate to Nathan where like, I've wanted to be a writer for as long as I can remember and stuff like that. And, you know, he just, you can tell that Higgins is passionate about the craft and even just writing about it, like you, you feel almost guilty reading it if you're in my position. And But that's powerful writing that has an impact on you that sticks with you. And, you know, beyond the sci-fi tropes, his characterization is really, really strong.
0: Yeah, no, I really like Nathan, you know, I think one thing that Invincible did really effectively when I first read it was it really got me to like Mark Grayson right away. He was such a likable character. He reminded me in some ways of Peter Parker, you know, and and, and I feel like Nathan Burnett is like a more mature character in, in some ways, but a more immature character in other ways, to, you know, like, in, like an older Peter Parker in that respect, but in a different, he's very much his own character, like he's very you know, he's very self-aware at this point. He's aware of his own failures. He's aware of what kind of responsibility he holds with this radiant uh, powers, with, with these radiant black powers, even though he's not fully, you know, he doesn't fully comprehend what they are. He's very aware of the level of responsibility he has. And he has, a, you know, a moment of reflection where he realizes, or he doesn't realize, where he just, you know, he's finally come to terms with the fact that the worst part about coming home isn't, you know, the, the, like all the things that actually happened, but it's the, it's the fact that he feels like he had a genuine opportunity that he could have wasted, you know, and he just he just feels regret. He feels a lot of regret for that. I and mean, he wants to, you know, take advantage of opportunities. Just, he just feels bad about it
1: yeah and that's the cool thing about doing a superhero that's you know 30 as opposed to 17 where you know 17 you have endless potential you know you haven't you know you haven't uh, shot your shot yet but Nathan feels like that's what he's done and that he's failed so it's it hits him at a different point in life so I think it's a really interesting direction to take it
0: yeah and you know as someone I, I'm 25 so I'm not quite as old as Nathan but I would say I've, I've had similar experiences with you know my own career and uh, yeah I could really relate to Nathan in this position like I've had a few sitbacks myself and I was just like I really feel like I waited to this opportunity, and that's the worst feeling. So I honestly felt, you know, I, I empathize with uh, yeah, with Nathan's feelings here, and I just feel like it just made him much more uh, effective as a character. Yeah, he's a Nathan for you. It's the everyman. You can relate to this guy. <laughs> he's a he's a cool cat. Just lets Marshall know that he the stakes are much higher now that he's got these powers much higher now that he's back home and you know living with his parents and he's just in this crappy situation and he just needs to well not higher in the career sense but higher in that he needs to get his shit together sense and he can't screw it up he just lets him know and you know marshall finally we've the moment of reassurance we've been waiting for him the tender moment of reinsurance he just he's like look i don't know what happened in la but i know you the kind of person you are how much you care i mean the fact that you're so worried about this says a lot you're not going to screw this up man i'm not i'm not going to let you
1: yeah. Sometimes you need these kind of broments where, you know, I, you know, they're usually at night, you know, under the, the, star, the stars and you're just thinking like you cut all the bullshit and you're like, you know what, man, you can succeed in life. You can really do it. And, you know, I won't let you screw up and these the kind of real moments where you talk about the real stuff, not, you know, the latest video game or the latest whatever. It's, it's the real realness. And that's a nice moment to capture.
0: Yeah, no, it really shows you that even beneath all the crap and the, the you know, the messing around, uh, Marshall's got his back. And, you know, Nathan's a responsible kind of dude who really wants to do right by his life. Yeah, so
1: with his kind of like, you know, his I'm not going to say like maniacal brain, but like his brain that's really good at coming up with these schemes and these different. He thinks about things from a different angle and, you know, Nathan's heart and, uh, you know, aversion to failure. I think they're going to make a good combo.
0: Yeah, this just gave me good feels for like a first issue so far in terms of their story arc. I mean, I'm looking forward to where it goes next. And apparently we get a little teaser. So we get a little image of the Chicago skyline and it looks Gorgeous, a gorgeous rendering from Marcelo Costa, and we see, uh you know, some 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 dialogue from earlier, but it's it's going on to the uh, the the other image, and he's just like, you know, writers are supposed to focus on what makes them unique, right? So Marshall lets him know that as of tonight, uh, he's I'd say you're pretty one of a kind, but as we see as readers in the image, we see a red explosion, when we just see someone crawl out of the dust and looks similar to radiant black, except he's red, and next. Uh, we get the title. We get it's a title called Better Off Red. So apparently, there's also a Radiant Red out there.
1: Yeah, I like me a good pun. And he, I don't even. Did, does he call him Radiant Red in the next issue? It could be something. I'd like something like Vicious Red or something because he's not really like Radiant. It's like something in the hole. But like. Yeah, I, I
0: think I think he is called Radiant Red in the newspapers. But I'll double. I'm pretty sure, but I'll double check that. But yeah, the thing is, uh, sorry, we didn't clarify earlier, but he breaks out of a bank. So he this this dude just blows up the doors to a bank in the middle of the night and he crawls out with uh, he just walks out with two bags of cash you know full on cash so we're getting the sense that this radiant red is obviously going to be the rival to radiant black and he doesn't seem to be such a good guy.
1: No, uh, Robin Banks. here He's not using that great power responsibly. That's for sure. So that's definitely a good lead-in for the next issue. But before we get there, I do want to talk about the end section there—the blackmail, the fan mail section. That's you know pretty empty as it's hard to get fan mail for something that hasn't been published yet. But Kyle Higgins writes a great blurb about uh, just kind of him and his passion and a little bit of uh, who he is, and I really loved it. Uh, you know, I can't do it justice in my you know description. So definitely you know the, grab this book if you can because you know it won't be in a TPB. This nice little uh these nice uh, mail sections but he talks about being a Power Rangers fan and just the dynamic of really enjoying Power Rangers but then it wasn't cool once he got from, to grade four and he had to kind of watch it in secret and the story of you know confiding in somebody and telling them that and then they tell everybody else and then he's uncool and it just shows you know he really is the nerdy guy that like loves what he loves but then everyone just you know he 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 feels like the outcast for loving what he loves and it's just it's super relatable I'm sure anybody that has hobby like reading comics can relate and he just seems like like an awesome guy he's finally getting to live his dream so you know it makes me even more invested in this story
0: yeah i mean you know i know you know Map nightwing is one of my all-time all-time top favorite characters and i you know i think he's obviously one of kyle's favorite characters too because i was watching a uh, an interview with I believe it was Tales of the Flipside interviewing uh, Kyle Higgins, and he had a poster of Nightwing in the back, and it was the first Nightwing, like, number one poster. It was a, a gorgeous poster, and I was just like, man, this guy's obviously a fan, and he wrote Nightwing. And, you know, I really enjoyed his run. I thought it was incredible. It was the, uh, the New 52 run. When the Nightwing was wearing the red suit at the start, you know the, mm. the is yeah he had t- the symbol was red and I just I really enjoyed it. If you haven't read it, I'd re- I highly recommend checking it out. And uh, yeah, d- dude oozes passion. He's a fantastic writer. I'm really looking forward to checking out his Mighty Morphin Power Rangers run. And yeah, I just I I, I can't sing the praise of the uh, Radiant Black enough. I really love this first issue. It it really gave me a lot of you know really gave me a lot of Invincible vibes while very much being its own thing. And I'm very much very interested in what it's like it, what this thing is because it's very different it's very unique it, like it very it, it, i feel like it effectively shows you what it's like to be someone in your 30s like you know stuck with this debt you know trying to navigate your life and i'm really enjoying it so we'll discuss a few a minute or two or three you know here of some spoilers before we dive into some discussion for number two because we're we, we're going to do the first two issues in this episode i'm thinking the uh radiant red is going to be you know like a natural rival to Radium black it's gonna probably i don't know how long obviously or whatever but i think he's gonna be the natural rival to Radium black and i'm really looking forward to uh, seeing his backstory and why it's the dynamic of like the
1: super serum in captain america like the thing about that makes steve rogers unique like you know it's not special what comes out of the serum it's the guy himself having the heart to not let that power corrupt you and you can see that you know, I can already tell that the the person that has the you know the the red uh, the red design and the presumably the red black hole that came up to them, uh, they're probably not. They don't have the kind of character and heart that uh, that Nathan does, and that's going to be a problem for society at large.
0: Yeah. And you know, when we were reading Invincible, we're introduced early on to the Guardians of the Globe and then to the teen team. And as we see, you know, spoiler alert, actually, I'm not even going to spoil this. But as we see later on, the teen team becomes much more, uh, you know, the, the the series focuses much more on the teen team and the new Guardians. And I feel like, do you feel like in some capacity in Radiant Black that the police force is going to be somewhat similar to the like to the Guardians of the Globe? Like, do you think I, I have feelings that like maybe they're going to start working together with Radiant Black and try trying to fix things, trying to fix crime, you know, soft crime, sorry, or whatnot. It just feels like there's some sort of, you know, that element going on in the background
1: or at least maybe the the those two officers, they're open to, I don't know if the police chief is, but they might be like, you know, a couple of Jim Cortons that are going to give him the tips that he needs to uh, wash out some tough crime that they can't.
0: Yeah, like I'm really interested. Usually when there's a lot of characters in a first issue like this, some of them get drowned out, and it's often just focusing on like the main two characters, main three characters, or whatever it is. But I think this issue, like, handled that masterfully. I, I really enjoyed all the characters in this issue. I gotta, like, even the ones who had less exposure than others, like You know, the few times, the few panels we've seen his mom in this issue, I really got a sense of what she's like. The few panels we've seen his dad in this issue, I really got a sense of what he's like. And I I really enjoyed the dynamic between Marshall and Nathan. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they interact with those cops again, because that's really interesting to me. Anyway, and I just want to say, you know, doing my research on uh, Mr. Higgins, I just feel like in a lot of ways, Nathan could also be symbolic of you know kyle himself because kyle is born in lockport illinois and you know presumably he grew up there so it, maybe that's a lot of him you know revisiting home like with this through this character
1: he's a director too so he definitely took like a, a different path to get to greatness so if he was a director we would never get radiant black in this form so it's it's crazy the way the life turns out
0: yeah and and, you know i was watching an interview again and you know someone was asking kyle about that and he said that you know he often has the voice in the back of his head where he's just like yeah you just you know all you have is in like an apartment with a cat or whatever you know there's like this voice of doubt but like i can i can totally relate to that myself and i feel like in a lot of ways we're seeing that effectively conveyed through the character uh nathan
1: maybe too effective maybe too effective i feel guilty (laughs)
0: as i read the issues but yeah like yeah i mean uh Totally. And, you know, just to expand on that, because we're about to end the first issue segment here and move on to issue two, but I want to say Higgins also launched a newsletter called the black market news so if you haven't checked that out please do i highly recommend it there's a lot of news about radiant black about you know how it's doing about other projects such as uh, inferno girl red which recently was on a kickstarter and recently ended it looks like a very exciting project and I'm, i think it it was did very well i'm excited to see that character come out and hopefully maybe crossover with uh radiant black it gives us more comics to look forward to honestly and yeah just, there's already been at the at the time of recording the there's been five posts of five different newsletter posts. So, a lot of good stuff to read. And he just talks about uh, how, you know, Radiant Black's doing on the market, new covers that are coming out, variants and whatnot. So, if, you know, people who are excited about the series, definitely check it out. You won't regret it.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's amazing how many good indie comics there are right now. Like, it's, it's remarkable. Like, I, don't even really i'm not too invested in the big two anymore other than a couple titles like this stuff on that our indies are doing like image is hitting it out of the park like they're gonna have to you know they're gonna need the radiant black costume to go out and get the ball from how far they've been in there because they just nailed it there's so much good stuff from image and radiant black is definitely up there and i'm loving it and i can't wait to see where this goes
0: tweet from higgins saying that the good news is if they ever do option uh, that they won't be optioning sorry or selling the film tv rights unless they're all also adapting so that's something awesome to hear you know I really I really like that because I feel like he's gonna you know he wants to do it justice and you know he is a director himself so that makes sense he's thought ahead he's fully thought this out
1: and wouldn't be couldn't hurt i mean not to bring up invincible again but kirkman's writing a lot of the episodes for this show and he can improve upon his work and so any story concepts that he comes up with kyle higgins he can he can incorporate those even earlier than he wanted to if he wants to uh, retell the story in a visual in an animated format so it it, you know the future is bright uh, for radiant black i'm excited to see what comes of uh, a possible tv or tv show or movie
0: yeah, and uh, moving on, we're going to start talking about Issue 2 now. And I just want to say, the first thing I want to say about Issue 2 is that there is a gorgeous, gorgeous cover A by uh, Marcelo Costa. Like, it's my favorite of the year right now. I can't yeah, think yeah. of a
1: cover. I, I, like, it's, it yeah. it smacks.
0: No, definitely. I mean, it's one of my definitely one of my favorite covers of the year. It's so good. I, I just got like I think I got two of these just, you know, right off the bat. I just one to, you know, probably put up on the wall and one to read myself. But yeah, I, I love this cover. Like awesome, gorgeous cover. And I believe Kyle Higgins uses it as his Twitter Mm-hmm. profile pictures so you know right on i was i was actually gonna use it for the podcast photo but then i saw that and i didn't want to do the same thing
1: yeah but no once he changes it uh, no
0: but no, it's, it's really <laughs> sweet i i
1: love it it's well done it's like it's a cool idea for a wraparound cover where it's like two halves of his face so you get like two different expressions almost depending on which side you look at
0: yeah and there's also a uh, gorgeous cover b by diego greco where we get uh, i believe the first cover appearance of radiant red
1: that's pretty sweet, so uh, be on the lookout for that if you're in, in comic shops, or you can definitely get them, you know, Comicsology is probably on there. Not sure about that, I might have to look into it, but yeah, definitely try to get some of these copies, because it's nice to be on the ground floor of, of a cool comic, you can kind of grow with it and stuff, so, you know, definitely go and grab a copy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not even going to lie about it, I got multiple copies of both covers, I think I got like two of cover A and one of cover B, so I didn't get multiple, but yeah, no, I just... I just love both covers I couldn't pick between the two so I ended up getting both and I don't regret it to be honest because they're both awesome
1: no exactly Uh, not a a regret is not even a thought in my head when it comes to buying these radio black issues they're so sweet
0: anyway we get into uh the second issue and the title of this issue is better off red
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love me a pun. That's, uh, you know, that's one way to win me over. And (laughs) is it better off red? Who knows? Uh, We'll find out as we open and back to Lockport, Illinois, as, uh, as Nathan's getting home. And it looks to be early in the morning, but it seems like he hasn't been home. So it may as well be night for him
0: yeah and yeah exactly and I, I, that's one thing i really like it they're also reminded me somewhat of invincible uh the pacing in invincible was handled so well in the comics i feel like and yeah i, I gotta give praise to mr kirkman because even in the show he's improved upon the pacing and made it flow even better but one thing i loved was the pacing things didn't just abruptly end but they picked up upon each other and like that happened a lot with example like monster girl and uh uh, robot storyline you know it always picked up right at, where, at the end of what happened last and I like that about this issue we start off right away and we're picking up right off where the last issue Yeah, ended. hours later and we're not skipping we're, we're about to see exactly you know everything as Nathan saw and I really liked it so as my uh, friend Matt said we get to the, the Burnett house and it's early in the morning and this this just reminded me a lot of you know myself growing up he just walks into the house you know and he's like "Woo!" he's just relieved that he managed to make it in and the first thing he said he hears is just his dad snorkeling he's like oh good you are alive yeah yeah your mother and i were taking bets like
1: I, I love that like cheeky stuff where they are worried you know you as a parent you know you're worrying all the time and you are freaking out like where's our kid you know he says later on like i was worried you might be in the gutter or something but you know it's he's you know he jokes but he's also it's a coming from a place of worry and concern
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's making himself breakfast and we start to get a sense of, you know, w- w- what he's like more because this is what he hear him say. He's like, oatmeal, 30 percent off at Costco this week. Can't beat that with a stick. I stocked up. <laughs> yeah, that's masterful uh,
1: characterization, because if there's anything parents love, it's good deals at Costco. So it's, it's a nice touch. I, I appreciate that. And not to bury the lead, it looks like Nathan's dad is a member of Starfleet with that uh, jacket he's wearing or the shirt <laughs> he's wearing. <laughs> that's all I could think of, which is which, is, which will be a cool twist you heard here first, folks.
0: Oh no, definitely, and I just gotta say, Mister Burnett's one of my favorite characters of the series too. Like he's just awesome every time he's in the, he's in a scene in a panel, he steals the show. And you know, Nathan takes him on on his offer of oatmeal, and uh, he asks him, "Why are you up so early?" And Mister Burnett lets him know that there's a group they go out walking a few times a week. And he asks him if he wants some brown sugar raisins, and he just he's like, "If you've got them, hell yeah!" And I just I just love that, It's just such a wholesome scene. You know what I mean? Who says not the raisins, brown sugar maybe, but like just hell yeah and
1: oatmeal when you're talking about oatmeal it's just that's next level so you know you're hungry when it's like hell yeah raisins and brown sugar and oatmeal oh yeah
0: exactly i just you know that's hilarious And so he asks if uh marshall has any leads on a job nathan's surprised he's like is he looking and he's just like i meant it was i meant for you the things start to get a little tense at the table because nathan was just like wait that didn't come up yeah, he's deflecting a little bit. Like, he
1: might think it's a job for him, but he's not thinking of a job. He's still, his heart's still in being a writer. Like, that's what he wants to do. So he's hoping that he can just, you know, write. And was hoping that he wouldn't really have to be rushing into, like, a job that he hates right away.
0: Yeah, and you can tell that there's, the mood's slowly starting to change. But, you know, his dad asks him, you know, are you okay? Because he didn't exactly have a chance to, you know, explain himself when he called. And Nathan's just like, yeah, I'm okay. And he's just like, financially, you know, typical dad thing. Yeah, he hasn't even been home 24 hours
1: yet, so they haven't had like a real chance to talk since he moved back home.
0: Yeah, and he's already asking if he's financially okay, you know, putting Nathan right on the spot. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't even like slept yet. And then he's like, you know, yeah, he, he tells him the obvious. He wouldn't be here if he were financially secure. And he's just like, how bad is it? And this is where we started to get see Nathan getting fussed. And he's just like, why do you got to do this right now?
1: yeah it's it's the kind of talk when you don't really want to have it right now he's tired from a night out and he just got like a time he's got something that totally changed his frame of mind with the, you know this new power where i mean the last thing you're thinking of was like oh am i gonna get a job uh, am i gonna get a driver job now or what like you know you're thinking holy shit what am i gonna do with this uh this new ability
0: yeah and you know the last thing you want to worry about is your dad trying to nag you to get a job you know straight in the morning So he's asking him, he's like, why are you doing this right now? And this is the part what I thought was really clever for Mr. Brennan. He's just giving him real answers. He's not even like messing with him. He's just like, it's the first chance we've had to talk. And he's like, it's, you know, Nathan lets him know that it's super late. And Mr. Brennan's just like, is it? I thought we were having breakfast.
1: Yeah, it shows both their point of views. They're both coming at it from two perspectives. I mean, for him, it's still the same day for he for uh, Mister Burnett. He's had like he's had a nice uh, nice sleep, and he's ready to go and start his day. And he's been making these decisions for this new phase in his life. He's he's been walking with people. He's trying to stay healthy and uh, presumably retirement. I don't know. I'm not sure if he has a job that hasn't really been uh, confirmed yet. Either way,
0: yeah, and then we hear that you know. Nathan brings up the radiant black implicitly, letting him know that you know a cool opportunity appeared tonight. And you know he 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 thinks it might mean it might be something meaningful in his life. And the first thing his dad asks him is like any idea what it pays.
1: Yeah. And he says no, because, you know, that's heroic. Like immediately, if like uh, someone with more sinister thoughts would get these powers, like, oh, yeah, it'll pay, you know, I'll find a way to make it pay. But for Nathan, it's just like, hey, this will be a way that I can help people and actually, you know, have meaning in my life.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of characterization happening here, because obviously, we've seen in the last, uh, the panels of the last issue, in issue number one, at the final panels, we see that, you know, there's a radiant red and that he's broken out of a bank with ca- like two bags full of cash and in you know in, in in this perspective here in the on the opposite we see that nathan the radiant black has you know he's just not even thinking about payment when it comes to the opportunity which is you know the the powers he's discovered he's just thinking about doing the right thing and you know making a difference
1: and we can see that he's not in for the money that's you know explored later on in the issue when he has the chance he has two to three hundred thousand dollars you know and is and that he could easily take if he wanted to but he chooses not to the, the, you know we'll get more into it later but it just shows that you know th- this is a guy if you wanted someone to have this power it would be this person
0: this. yeah I mean he's you saw the very first panel of the first issue was like a negative thirty eight thousand so yeah, like, he's in crippling, like, pretty bad debt right now, and he's still not, you know, making the wrong move, which is, really says a lot about his character. Yeah, exactly. You know, his dad continues to hound him at the breakfast table, and he's just like, well, why don't you go, you know, he's like, you can't take any shortcuts when you're working, so why don't you go back to working for that company you're driving for? And Ethan's just like, driver? And he's like, yeah, you can do that here, can't you? But he's just like, you know, there's pennies and... uh You know, having to drive and you have to drive so much to make anything worthwhile. And he's just like pennies you have are pennies that better. His his dad lets him know that pennies you have are better than pennies that you don't have. And, you know, you just you can't argue with him. It's
1: such a death thing to say. He's coming at it from a logical point. You know, he's in the blue. He's a science officer. He's spocking it up right now telling you, you know, that's <laughs> something that you wouldn't have. So, you know, it, it's true. It's a very pragmatic way of going, but it's like, well, at least you'll have something. You, You know, you can't build anything when you don't have any building blocks. So, you know, save up your pennies and who knows, it could be your future it could be, you know, better off for it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like his dad's not really a bad person or anything. He's just trying to ensure that his son is, you know, working and not taking things for granted. And, you know, doesn't like, you know, go hit rock bottom, basically. So you can't really blame him for that.
1: No. And he's saying as long as you can stay here as long as you want, but you have to you have to work. Those are the rules. So, you know, it isn't pretty fair. You know, at 30, you should, you know, be employed or at least, you know, contributing to society in some way, whether it be, you know, uh, volunteering or secretly going around in your radiant black costume.
0: <laughs> yeah and you know we cut to another uh place we're at the theater store
1: it's, real world, it's real
0: world yeah exactly we're at real world and i gotta say i love this i i love the store because it's such a throwback to so many stores from our childhood you know what i mean and i also you know we, we don't see many movie stores these days at least i don't and it just it just threw me back to that point of time and I love it. And it was like that scene in, in the Captain Marvel movie where Bree just falls into the uh, Blockbuster, yeah. The blockbuster, yeah, exactly. And but you know, he's you see him talking to a customer and I, I love this. You're seeing Marshall in typical Marshall fashion just trying to, you know, swab his way, you know, onto a customer for you know, like check out this movie, check out that movie. Chicago's got it going on though. They're selling C B D oil at
1: their movie at the movie rental store. Like what what?
0: And, and, you know, I, I love the design. Like, I love how this comic incorporates so many real, like, posters, or at least homages so many posters. Like, you could see the alien poster in there. You could see, the like, uh, you know, the Leon, the professional poster in there. But it's, like, Vince, you know, they changed it. <laughs> I mean, you, there's just, there's so many amazing posters. And, you know, uh, like, uh, the movie posters that uh, Higgins is paying tribute to in that panel. And I just love it.
1: Yeah, it's you can see you can feel the love of film even the dialogue where they're talking about uh, you know uh, Marshall's recommending movies to people and apparently you know what what drug or alcohol they should take with it and whether they should take a bath or not. He's he's uh, this is this is my favorite Marshall so far. I'm loving this
0: oh no Marshall's quite a character and he's just like oh yeah you know look look, you fire up the faucet drop one of these bad boys in maybe light up a product that we don't carry here but you know it's legal now and you go ahead and let yourself be transported and I just love that that's pure gold right there
1: yeah i'm loving it and it's like and then you watch holy terror as pre as pre-agent uh colson clark Gregg makes you think shit actors can write i i just i just <laughs> love that that's how people would would talk right And i love the like the pre-agent colson like you're acknowledging the mcu and you know characters like that and the actors so it's really nice it makes me feel like those comic shop scenes in invincible where we're just talking shop and we're oh, really yeah. talking to the to the
0: people reading these books Oh, yeah, totally. I, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's such a good point. It also just reminds me of a scene from Clerks. You know, the, the dialogue even feels a little bit Kevin Smith, and I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's great. And this is an issue, too, that doesn't even kill Jane Allen Pop either. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's
0: good stuff. Yeah, and of course, you know, the customer just, you know, Marshall's recommendations go in through one ear and they go out the other. Because we see the customer just asking for... You know, he's just like any shot we could swap this out for another bathtub movie, Arthur or Maverick, maybe Lebowski. I don't like Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and Marshall's not having it. He's like, I have no words right
0: now. No, no. And of course, Marshall turns around and what does he see? And, you know, we, we, we were all waiting for this after last issue. We see Officer Peters and Officer Mills and they're just like, well, that's got to be a first. Yeah, they already know. They good judge of character because these guys can tell that Marshall can uh, spin a
1: fine yarn. It's not just uh, it's not just Nathan's forte.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, we cut to a an, another scene, and we're at Nathan's room, and we see him just levitating in his bedroom. He's glowing blue, and you know, someone's knocking on the door. And wait, I just the, wanna... the page before. Do you think that's his dream? Like, is that what he's dreaming of? These images. Oh, wow. I just thought it might have been like an intermission. but That's a very good point. Yeah, that could they could they could be very well. He's having cosmic dreams. So why? Uh, yeah, no, I, I bet that's it, actually. And I want to
1: know what like the text means, like what those those symbols mean, like the like the half lines that are arranged like diagonally upwards and flat and the dot like it's the same thing repeated. So I want to know what that expression means or if it's even like a word, it could be like arrival or it can even be translated.
0: Yeah, no, we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to do some research. Yeah, we cut to his apartment, and we see, you know, he's, he's levitating. He's, he's, you know, just up there. Someone knocks on the door. And the one thing i got to say before we continue is that we see another movie poster. And this time, you know, it says Rememories, but it's uh, of the, you know, Memento poster. And I just got to say, Mr. Higgins, you've got good taste, my friend. Fantastic taste in movies.
1: Yeah, definitely. Good references. You can't go wrong with any of those. So it's a nice touch. I love I love the background pop culture references. It just really makes it feel more fleshed out and like this character is, you know, a real person.
0: I mean, you're going to have our friend at the inception looking scene and, see, and then, you know, with the poster, uh, you know, attributing a movie or homaging a movie by Chris, Chris Nolan. That's just the best, right? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Not only that, but anybody seeing The Keymaster just makes you think of The Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> even though it's The Keymaker, but, you know.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, knock. Someone's knocking on the door, and he sees the black hole just floating next to him. So he grabs it and puts it, you know, inside him, and it just fades away. And he opens the door, and he sees that Officer Peters and Officer Mills are, you know, there at his house with Marshall behind him
1: yeah it's not what you want to see but we're already getting down to business you know we're not even halfway through the issue and already the police are following up and they're good detectives if they can find the house but it's not that hard because they were just at the bar around the corner so you
0: know it's still good police work yeah they just let him know it wasn't exactly rocket science and uh we get a little tense moment here because mrs burnett shows up and nathan's freaking out because he's not sure what the officers are you know how officers or marshal are going to react but um, yeah, Officer Mills just jumps to his rescue. Yeah, um, and
1: then Peters helps with the cover. I really like that cover of, like, oh, you're just coming to say thank you to your son. Uh, he's a very brave man, Ms. Burnett. Like, these are great guys. They don't have to, like, ruin your whole life before they, you know, investigate and
0: figure out what's what with this power. Oh yeah, and there's a cute little moment where they're like some drunk jerk who wouldn't get off the train tracks, and you know Marshall's just like, come on guys, is that language really necessary?
1: <laughs> I just kind of got that now because I thought he was joking that they said jerk, but it, I, when it's t- coming towards him, yeah, I get that. I like that. I
0: like that a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know Nathan's just downplaying the whole thing. He was just like it wasn't a big deal. He's trying to get his mom off his back. His mom's obviously you know super happy. His you know her kids ha- hasn't even been back in town a whole day, and he's already you know helped some coughs so out. It's obviously something great. And so he asks her for a few minutes, and you know them and the cops. Nathan, Marshall, and the cops begin to have a conversation regarding what's going on.
1: Go to the. They go and they move into the house. It's nice in the cover. You know, it's nice of uh, Miss Burnett to. She'll just be inside. I'm surprised she didn't bring them some nice snacks or something outside. of some like some orange juice or something. But you know, good good on her. She goes inside, and then they have. Uh, the uh, officers the four the officers nathan and uh, and marshall hash it out as to just what the hell happened last night
0: marshall lets nathan know that apparently there was a bunch of bank robberies and it was done by someone who looks a lot like radiant black but he was red and officer Peters mentions that it happened just a while just a little after they ran into each other so they were wondering if it was nathan who did that and he just he immediately is shocked and he's just like what no this is the first i'm hearing about any of this and he thought you know he's like i thought i was the only one so they were like well you're the only one we've got and then he's just like what officer peters doesn't know he's just like let's put it this way Basically, what we saw you do a guy like you could be really helpful to our community and that just was, that's what gets you thinking this might be a guardians of the globe slash you know team team you know them working with the pentagon situation kind of thing here maybe maybe you know maybe he's gonna help the community first before you know lockport before he steps onto more cosmic things who knows who knows we don't know anything and that's pretty exciting
1: yeah, we could stay on Earth for a while, or we could go right into some, some space stuff, you know, in the next couple issues. We don't know what this book. The sky's the limit with this kind of power and the thought process of guys who worked on Power Rangers with Megazords and all the cool kind of stuff that are in that series. So you, the sky's the limit.
0: Oh, yeah, and and, you know, here, like... We see Officer Peters ask Marshall what exactly he brings to the table. And of course, we get this brilliant response from Marshall saying, I'm a taxpayer, I'm also Nathan's best friend, and I just connected you all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he's always trying to get some leverage.
0: Yeah, and Peters is letting him know that's pretty much the only reason why he's not in jail. And then Nathan, you know, just tries to cool heads and he's just like, he, he lets them know that he's not working with anyone. You know, that last night was the first time anything like that's ever happened and that he's still figuring things out. Luckily, the cops get called into an eighty six twelve ten four, 12 10 4 and, you know, they, 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 they leave with like a veiled threat with Peters saying, you should figure it out quick, Nathan, like we said, think of your community, we'll be in touch.
1: It's a bit of a haunting phrase to come from them, but they I think their heart's in the right place of like, you know, you could do a lot of good. But again, if you mess around, you know, we'll be coming for you next.
0: Yeah, and you know, it just sets things up for what's about what's going to happen later because, you know, obviously they're going to run into the cops again at some point. And, um, you know, Marshall just lets him know that, that that's not cool. And, you know, Nathan's not exactly happy about the fact that he brought them to their front door. But, you know, Marshall's just like he didn't have many choices. But, uh, yeah, he's looking at some footage He's trying to figure out of ways to find Radiant Red. And, you know, Marshall's just like, how are you going to do it? And, you know, this is where we see some of Nathan's past and, you know, you know probably the present come in handy as he just has a crazy idea. And we see a whole page, you know, with multiple panels of him just driving around different customers through the uh, driver app and trying to decipher the location of Radiant Red. Yeah, this is one of my favorite
1: pages of the series so far. I really like it. It's a smart idea of like, hey, I'm with people all the time that, you know, each of the people in Uber cars either love to talk or they hate to talk. and It'll be really quiet. Or, you know, maybe you can find some information that wouldn't be in the papers.
0: Yeah, this is a brilliant page You know, really good writing from Higgins. Awesome artwork from Costa to convey, you know, the emotions, what's going on. And it does so, so effectively. I mean, you can see it kind of reminds me of the joke where, you know, in Invincible where they reuse panel art over and over. But, you know, in this case, that's not the case. Like every panel is very different conveying completely different emotions and it does such a good job of showing you know how nathan feels in every scenario and yeah. basically watching him struggle through it yeah the layout's the same but still the facial expressions
1: and enough changes and uh, we have another person puking i don't know if that's going to be a through line throughout these books so there's going to be a person <laughs> puking in every issue that's a nice touch and i i like the the you know in like later near the end of the page there there's like the blind guy in the car he doesn't even bother asking if he saw anything which is kind of funny
0: after driving a few customers around a few funny encounters a few strange encounters of course as as you know as they come when you're a, a an uber driver a driver he ends up finding a customer who you know has some information and he lets him know that he spotted the uh, red flash near the junkyard. So Nathan heads out to the junkyard. We we get a really awesome page where he's equipping uh, the uh, Radiant Black costume. And it just looks awesome. And lo and behold, he walks and he finds Radiant Red just, you know, doing like disintegrating some metal parts at the junkyard. And it's just awesome artwork, you know, really showing off the costume and, and his powers. And he just looks all veiny. And it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, even Barney Stinson would be jealous of this suit up here from Nathan. It's really, <laughs> really cool. I like that. And yeah, I, I love the design of Radiant, of, uh, Radiant Red, I guess, for the lack of a better name, if that's what his name is. Better name. I mean, Radiant Red is still pretty badass. I get Carnage vibes, not just from the red, but uh, the vein or whatever. The veininess, uh, it, it is a cool effect and it kind of makes it look more you know visceral, which is cool.
0: Yeah, and we we see that you know his yeah visceral is a good way to describe it. His his he just looks a lot more deadly than Radiant Black, who kind of looks a little bit more friendly with his costume. You could get some serious you know get away from me vibes from radiant red and obviously uh you know Ray, Ray, nathan approaches him all confused he's just like look i have no idea what you're doing man it looks cool i guess you found your mini black hole too but i have some questions and he's just like is robbing the banks really the smartest thing you should be doing with your new powers and he's like i found you how long until the cops do and i'm not sure how nathan thought that was gonna go but you know radiant red just assaults him punching him launching him across the junkyard
1: yeah it's not gonna be like Brothers where they just become best friends uh, you know it's, it's <laughs> like you know I, this guy you we confront this guy he's clearly up open to robbing people so who knows what they're gonna do when uh, someone knows you know is onto them know is pretty you know is right people hate it when you're right about your mistakes and this guy has the ability to do something about it and he punches him in this cool panel punches uh nathan into the abyss there
0: yeah, and he's just like, you're going to show up here threatening me with the police, really? And at this point, Nathan's just, you know, freaking out. He's just like, oh, no, the situation's going south. Everything's going wrong. And he's just like, no, that's not what I mean. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And it, we see, we, we're starting to get more ideas of what Nathan's powers are like because his costume at this point automatically reacts and he just slams radiant red out of the way into some cars and he's just like okay i guess i can throw things now
1: yeah it's like biotech like what is it like it's got maybe like it can form like a suit so there's like some kind of tech to it but is it just like this you know biologic entity who knows
0: yeah maybe it's like psychokinetic or whatever i don't like responses thoughts but uh, yeah, he's just like disoriented at this point. He's like, I think there's been a misunderstanding. And Radiant Ren just ke- comes, you know, fists out, knees out, just ass kicking, slamming him around. And we get this really cool panel where Radiant Red just punches Rainy Black so hard that his helmet or his face just cracks, like kind of like glass.
1: Yeah so I don't know if it's uh, he, if it's just the only thing that can really damage this is like something else that has another black hole I, I don't know exactly what it is but that's that's what I'm thinking right now where you know it's strong enough the only things that can really affect it are each other so far,
0: yeah, we got a funny scene here where it reminds me really a lot of Peter Parker or Spider Man a situation where he's getting his ass kicked and he cracks a joke and he's just like, oh, oh god, hey Siri, make a note. Next time I should figure out my powers before I get my ass handed to me and the other guy gets <laughs> to make a clean getaway
1: yeah i like that too that was really cool and i hey. want to know what he said he has like a swear word that's in the like or presumably a swear word that's where my mind goes but i don't yeah. know what he says when uh, there's like that weird text eventually we need the futurama fans out here to decipher this language
0: <laughs> no I, I think he's swearing because he's like please still be there please still be there and once he gets there he sees that it's gone and he's just like i'm assuming he's just like shit or something yeah and, and we cut to a panel and we see radiant red driving his car you know on a getaway and and using his car sorry as a getaway and You know, Radiant Black just, you know, flies over to this, you know, next to him. He's just like, Look, I'm sorry we got off on the wrong foot, but like, could you please give me back my car? And this is where we see a bit of his, you know, human side and how much he needed this stuff and messed up. And Radiant Red's just like, Screw this. He flies it off the bridge.
1: Yeah, I'm getting Red Hood vibes from the top, right? It's very much like Red Hood's that, like, edgier version, right? He's doing his (laughs) thing. And it'd be cool if the tech could, like, pimp out a car, too, and make it all, like, fancy and stuff. I mean, who's to say if it can interact with a human, maybe it can interact with other tech? I don't know. That'd be pretty sweet. But, yeah, I like this where, you know, he drives the car off the bridge, and that's his livelihood. That's just not a vehicle to get around. That's how he works, so.
0: Oh, yeah. This is, like... You know, life and death situation for Nathan. I'm not really, but it's his career situation for Nathan. He's already screwed with his parents. He doesn't need to give them another reason to get upset with him, explain to them how his car is missing. So he's freaking out, and he's just like, ah, no. And, you know, he tries to, you know, we see more of his powers in action, and things are subtly happening. He just somehow freezes Radiant he drags the money bags out from Radiant Blacks' hands. I'm assuming using gravity or something. Who knows? And then he also freezes the car in midair, you know, stops it from falling and he just starts trying to drag it back up success you know, he successfully managed to onto the bridge.
1: Yeah, I, I lifted the train, I could left you. Like, I, I like that, and that is the mentality. I mean, even for the comic book fans, like, well, he did lift the train, so he must be able to lift your car. But I know it's true. I, that logic checks out, where, you know, he saves his car and he gets the money, so, you know, he gets his cake and he can eat it too. Except he kind of has to bring that cake back to where it came from and feel bad about it with a cute little note.
0: Yeah, and, you know, here we see, you know, yet another instance of his character notices that Radiant Red is gone. He manages to rescue his car from falling off the bridge, and... He sees that the bags of money are still there, you know, and he looks at the pile of money. He holds what, you know, he holds some bills in his hands. He's tempted for a second, but then we see his true character. He puts the money back and decides to drop it off at the bank that it was broken. I don't
1: yeah, I love this page. Page 27 it, it really it's great to just to show the emotion, the emotional range of that. Not just, uh, you know, Nathan goes through, but also just that they can display with the suit where you see it's almost like the five stages of grief. It's like you realize, like, oh, sh- sweet money. It's like, oh, wait, I can't do this. That's not the right thing to do. And then kind of said, like, oh, God, it's gonna be so tough to get, you know, to hand back something that could change my life. But it's the right thing to do. And he knows it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he almost just lost his car. He could come up with, you know, I'm pretty sure he could come up with a number of excuses to, you know, you know, lie to himself about taking the money. But instead, he does the right thing. And he takes the money back to the bank, you know, he drops it off. And he leaves a cool little letter saying, you know, I think you lost this and puts a symbol on it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I mean, the suit can produce a pen
1: and paper, which is cool. Now I, I don't know where that came from, but it's cool. that You can easily find that probably in his car. Honestly, he's a writer, so I imagine that's where he got it from. So that's that's a nice touch. And you know, he could even take you know, he could have even taken thirty eight grand out of there, and probably no one would have even like noticed or or gone after him for it. But no, he gives back all the money. He's uh, you know, unless we find out in issue three or four something that he did take thirty eight <laughs> grand, but uh, no, he, he brings it all back, which is
0: you know really good of him he's back at home and, uh, you know, his, his dad, dad even
1: says, did you paint the town red? Like, go on. Like you knew what the, not that he knew what
0: he was doing, but it's, uh, quite the choice of words. Oh yeah. And he's just like, yeah, blood red. And he's just like, oh, well they do call it work for a reason. And Nathan just, You know, there's a real moment of maturity here from him after a night of struggle. We see him approach his dad and he's just like he wants to let him know that, he you know, he's 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 not that the writing thing isn't just going to successfully happen overnight. It's going to take him time and he lets his dad know like nothing worthwhile comes from a shortcut. Right. And so he says that he thinks driving uh, part time is a good idea for him to make some extra money on the side. And I really like that. It really shows some growth on his part.
1: And, you know, so I, I like that his dad's like, okay, good. I agree with that. Basically saying, you know, he, he, like when he says, you know, are you need to be okay with me just like writing on the side and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I am. And I think that you should. It's like, you do? He's like, I do. I, I, I like that because, like, you do. It is something that, you know, you have to hone your craft. You're not just great overnight. You have to, you know, sharpen your mind and you have to work what you want. You don't just, doesn't come out of nowhere. There's no shortcuts. So you have to do it. Even if you have superpowers that could change your life, you know, you still his dream is still to be a writer.
0: Yeah, and it really shows his commitment to some sort of self-actualization. You can see that he really wants to fulfill that, you know, objective throughout his career, you know, write something that he's proud of. That's really cool. You know, I don't think we've ever seen that uh, perspective on a superhero before. So it's really unique and it's interesting.
1: Yeah. And instead of 200 grand, he finds out that he made 200 bucks that night. So, you know, it's not nothing. It's a little bit of something. So I, I, I like it where he did. He, not only did he get the 200 bucks, but he got extra raisins as well, which is really its own reward. <laughs> yeah, but. I
0: was just about to say that's, that's one of my favorite panels of this issue. too. Really awesome panel. You know, just so much emotion. He's like, well, you know what? Extra raisins for you. And it's just a wholesome moment. Yeah, I mean, these two issues have been great. I, I think
1: this is an awesome start and this, this series has a lot of potential, just like Nathan. I mean, it it's it's great. I think that Higgins and Marcel have something really special here and yeah, it's awesome. I mean, obviously we're podcasting about it. I wouldn't podcast about something I hated. In fact, I I podcast to distract myself from TV shows that I hate. So no, I I uh, TV shows and comics that I might dislike. This is great.
0: No, yeah, this is a fantastic series. I'm I'm super excited for what's to come. I really enjoyed the first two issues. Could not sing its praise more. I highly recommend uh reading anybody who's interested in comic books, who's interested in comics like or you know show the show or comic like Invincible to check this out. I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think. I think the future is very, very bright, or might I even say radiant, or the radiant black, and uh, I think, you know, just give it a chance, you know, Kyle Higgins is a great writer, Costa's artwork is incredible. I'm just, you know, looking forward to issue three and uh, issue four. I hear that one's a really big one.
1: The uh, the hype for issue four is already mounting. So I'm excited. Issue three, we're going to be talking about that next time. And uh, it's been really great going back and reading the first two issues. Only made me like it more. It, It takes it. It's some good art when I can go back and look at it, you know, not even three months after and just love it. I think it's been great and look forward to see what happens next.
0: This is just the beginning. As we've seen, things are moving At a really great pace. There's a a lot of wonderful characters and I'm pretty sure things are gonna pick up within the next few issues. Make sure to subscribe to the Radiant Black newsletter, the Black Market news. The you know stay in touch with all things Radiant Black. As a matter of fact, Kyle Higgins recently announced that uh Radiant Black is going back to print because the first two issues uh sold out. So number one uh sold out and there's a second print coming out for those of you interested. It's a really great cover. Different cover from uh, number one first print, and there's also a second print to number two because number two also sold out at the time of recording. Number two, number one, second print sold out as well and there's a third print coming out with a really really awesome cover and i I believe there's also a 110 incentive to the third print uh, in black and white with the two the two characters on in number one and two covers so check those out uh for the fans out there they're definitely awesome i know i grabbed myself a few and yeah i just you know there's a lot of cool covers for this series those of you interested in variants i believe every issue's had a 125 variant and they've been spectacular so be on the lookout
1: yeah definitely hit up your local comic book shop a lot of people are doing uh, a lot of them are doing delivery at this time so uh, that might be available in your area or you can set up a pull list and just go and wait for them to pile up a bit if you want to do that there's definitely a ton of methods to check this out and i recommend whichever one works best for you
0: yeah, and uh, for those of you interested uh, in the podcast, please check us out at uh, Radiant Black Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you want to send us any messages and have any questions or anything that you'd like us to feature on the episodes, you can email us at com. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for sticking with us for our first episode. We're going to be doing these episodes weekly, and we're not sure as to the frequency of, of you know, how many issues we're going to be including in each episode. but. Since we're since this episode already had two issues, I'd say that the next episode will have issue three and then we'll have issue four ready for the uh, the, the week it comes out.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's probably going to be monthly, I imagine. Uh, it's going to follow the comics. So uh, whatever rate they release issues will probably be the same rate that we release episodes. So yeah, definitely uh, keep an ear out for us and an eye out because, you know, you can't just hear when the podcast is out. That would make things pretty difficult. But yeah, uh, also, if you like listening to me and Bash talk about... Uh, Radiant Black, uh, we've been gushing about the Invincible TV show on our Invincible podcast. Uh, the Chiltermites, check that out. We're on uh, Twitter. We're uh, pumping out memes on Twitter like crazy uh, at Chiltermites uh, on Instagram. Uh, we've been doing it as well at the Chiltermites. Just that's C H uh, I L L T R U M I T E. You'll find out why we need to be the Chiltermites after you watch the first season. uh that's been awesome i've been loving that and uh you know i I could kick myself for not reading invincible earlier but i'm glad that we're on the ground floor for uh, radiant black
0: yeah and you know last but not least uh thank you we'll see everyone in the next episode next week and remember stay radiant